So, I've previously said that I don't think carnivores need to eat organ meats or fruit, and certainly not raw testicles. But I'm finding myself inexplicably drawn to these things now. Not the testicles, but the organ meats and the fruit. I haven't wanted them at all for five months. But now, all of a sudden, I want them. And I want them hard. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Today, I'm giving another update on my carnivore journey. I've been following a pretty strict carnivore diet now, almost exclusively beef, bacon, butter and eggs, salt to taste and water, for just over five months now. I started the day after Low Carb Gold Coast 2022, after I heard Dr. Anthony Chafee speak on his famous Plants Are Trying To Kill You talk, which I think is one of the most viewed on the Low Carb Down Under YouTube channel to date. That was the 16th of October, and date of recording, this is uh, 16th of March. So pretty much exactly five months. What an amazing five months it's been. Truly amazing. This diet is incredible. Now, I did an update last month at four months, which went viral. So thank you to everyone who watched that, everyone that listened in on my podcast, and certainly to all the new subscribers I've gained from it. it that really does mean a lot to me. Since then, I've been experimenting with myself, honing my diet down even more. And I believe I'm learning more every day about my body, myself, and about this way of eating. Now, the carnivore community is quite divided on what exactly is the right thing to eat. We have people saying that we should only eat ruminant animals, salt and water, the so-called lion diet. And then we have others, like Dr. Paul Saladino, saying that we must eat fruit and honey. We've got other people in the middle, like Dr. Ken Berry and his proper human diet, which according to his website is a variation or an evolution, sorry, of the keto and paleo diets. We even have people saying that we should be eating everything raw, we shouldn't be cooking anything, including eating raw organ meats and dining on testicles. Not for me, but how do we know what to actually eat? Well, I've said it many times before, I'm a big fan of self-experimentation. Find what works for you. Not what works for me, not what works for anyone else, but what works for you. Now, I don't have a PhD, like some people in this game. I don't have decades of experience with the carnivore diet. I don't have millions of followers and a huge empire. But being a trained medical doctor, I do have a grounding in medical science. The ability to identify and read scientific studies, logical thought, I hope, and perhaps most importantly, I think no fixed belief system. This is important because I do believe that some out there might be a bit too fixed on their way of eating. Maybe they've genuinely experimented and just they can't deviate from what they're doing because they have problems. Or maybe they know that they what they're doing perhaps isn't the most optimal thing for everybody, but maybe they've built a whole business around it and they just they can't be seen to deviate from that. I don't know, maybe they're right. We don't know, that's the point. I'm not better than anyone else, and I certainly don't have all the answers. 
But I'm also not conflicted, so I'm free to experiment and just find out what works best for me. And then tell everyone about my experiences and what works. On that note, I have been experimenting. Now I still maintain that I feel unbelievable on this carnivore diet. I'm not going to rehash everything I've said in previous episodes, but let's just say, apart from that one episode of constipation, there's really been zero downsides to this diet for me. It's been absolutely amazing. I feel fantastic. My energy is limitless. My motivation is incredible. My mood is stable and always good. My stress is pretty much non-existent. My gut issues have gone. My skin is amazing. And I mean, you might be able to see from this video, kind of packing on muscle as well, which is nice because I've always struggled with that. Now I really could go on, but even to me, that sounds a bit hard to believe and a bit evangelical. I still find it hard to believe that this, the benefits this diet's given me, I really do. But the main thing I want to talk about today, the big thing I've noticed in the last month or so, is my energy and my motivation. Now, I am actually working the equivalent of about 70 to 80 hours a week at the moment. That's pretty insane. Now, I'm not actually working, quote unquote, that whole time, but I am busy that whole time. I work as a doctor, doing face-to-face -face consults for around 40 hours a week, hardly the 80 hours, but then I spend around 30 to 40 hours a week actually doing either private extra telehealth consulting or working on this podcast, researching, learning, or producing my uh, health courses for people to learn from, which, by the way, they're going to be out very soon, and I think people are going to like them, and I'll put a link in the description when they're ready. I'm very excited about them, and if you want to know more, follow me on social media, at The Meat Medic. Anyway, I'm going to give you an example of my typical day. So around 6am, I wake up. 6.15, I'm out of bed making breakfast for the family. Now, it used to be bacon and eggs for me. Now, it's actually ribeye steak. But more on that later. I'm sorting the kids out, packing lunches, brushing their hair, etc. I've got three girls, so a bit of hair brushing to do. Uh, although we recently took them for a haircut, and that's helping. Uh, and then I'm off to school for them and drive to work afterwards. So I do the drop-offs and most of the pickups. Takes around two hours round trip. We leave about seven-ish. So by nine, 9.30, I'm starting work. Usually I'm nine to five with maybe around 15 to 30 minutes for lunch break, typically. Now, I usually don't actually get that lunch break. If I do, I maybe just nip outside, get some sun, get some fresh air and just do a bit of meditation. Now, if I have a spare moment in the day, I'm usually working on this podcast or reading up on stuff I've seen, maybe with a patient that day, doing some learning. After work, I do the pickup from school and then back home by about 6 p.m., make the dinner. My wife doesn't really like doing the cooking, although she's fine at doing it. So I do most of it and that's cool. And then I'm playing with the kids and spending time with the family for another hour and a half or so. Now that family time is incredibly important to me and I honestly wouldn't give it up for the world. But I do have to work to provide for my family. And my wife works as well, but we both have to work to provide. Now I'd love to work less. I don't know, maybe if you guys subscribe to my channel a bit more, share it around, maybe I can cut work, that would be nice. Anyway, 
kids go to bed around 7.30 p.m. Then I do a quick 15-20 minute workout. That's genuinely all I have time for usually. And then I start working on this podcast, either recording an interview myself or recording an interview with someone else or an interview on somebody else's podcast. That's usually two or three times a week. Or I'm maybe editing the episodes, the videos, the audio. If I'm not doing that, I'm researching, I'm reading, I'm planning episodes, I'm writing scripts. And maybe like 9.45, jump in the quick shower, quick cold shower. Cold therapy is amazing. If anyone's not doing it, you really should check out cold therapy. It's really good. And by 10, I'm asleep. Now, I really need those eight hours of sleep. I cannot function on less than eight hours. Now, that's, that's all pretty hectic. But there's going to be people watching this, parents especially, thinking, yeah, mate, join the club. Come on, we all do that. Yeah, look, I'm not special. But there's absolutely no way that I could do all of this without crumbling into a heap after more than a couple of weeks. I've been doing this now for around two months. And honestly, there's just no way that I could keep up with this pace without Carnivore. On top of all this, I'm also writing my book on metabolic health. I mean, that's just another thing that I'm doing when I get a spare moment. It's probably literally like a paragraph a day. But Carnivore has just given me so much energy, so much drive, so much motivation. And just the ability to just kind of get on and, and just, just do stuff. And I'm incredibly grateful that I found it. Now, maybe this is why we see people with things like ADHD. They, they just come back to me and they say, I just feel less ADHD with Carnivore. They just have that drive, that energy, that motivation. But also the just, I don't know, the, the clarity of thought to just actually get on and do stuff, which we know is a problem with ADHD. Now, you might think, well, hang on, this guy can do stuff on the weekends. Well, my weekends aren't that much better either. I'm usually working two to three hours a day each day on my podcast, my website, my courses, or like I said, my book. Usually once my kids have gone to bed, I spend that time with my kids because I want family time. It's very, very important to me. Anyway, I said I'm doing an experiment at the moment. Now, if you guys are following me on social media, you'd know what experiment I'm doing. And if you don't follow me on social media, shame on you. Go follow me at The Meat Medic on all channels, except Facebook, that's Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I'll put links in the description. Anyway, I'm doing an experiment where I'm eating just ribeye. That's why I'm having ribeye for breakfast. Now, I don't usually have ribeye for breakfast. I'm not that rich. But I want to see what happens when I just eat ribeye. So I'm doing ribeye, just ribeye, for 30 days. Now, why the heck would I do this? Well, I noticed I just feel the best on ribeye steak. So I figured... Why not just try eating just ribeye? If it makes me feel great, is there too much of a bad, too much of a good thing? Sorry. Now I've also heard there are people out there who just eat ribeye, so I thought I'd give it a go. 
see what happens. Now, the time of recording this episode, I'm about 18 days into it. And it's interesting, to say the least. It's not amazing. It's not perfect. I thought it would be, but it's not. Now, I don't want to share all the details now because I haven't finished it. And I'm going to have an episode coming out in a couple of weeks where I'm going to lay it all bare. So make sure you subscribe for that one. Make sure you're watching out. If you're on YouTube, hit that little bell icon so you don't miss when I upload that one. Because I think it's going to be a pretty good episode. But I'm going to give you a few sneaky little tidbits of information about it. So, I've previously said that I don't think carnivores need to eat organ meats. Or fruit. And certainly not raw testicles. But I'm finding myself inexplicably drawn to these things now. Not the testicles. But the organ meats and the fruit. I haven't wanted them at all for five months. But now, all of a sudden, eating just ribeye, I want them. And I want them hard. Now, I believe I know why. But I'm wondering if anyone can guess what my theory is. Get in touch on social media or in the comments on YouTube. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you think I suddenly feel the need, the craving for liver and fruit? I'm also craving eggs. Pretty damn hard. Cheese, butter and milk. I haven't craved these for five months. But now, I'm desperate for them. Again, I think I know why. But I want to know what everyone else's thoughts are. I'm interested. Let me know in the comments. I've also previously said that the macros for ribeye are almost perfect. That the fat to protein ratio is around 50-50 in grams, which is approximately 25-75% in calories. Which is about right. But I find myself having a little bit of difficulty going to the toilet now. I don't know, maybe I just need a bit more fat than the ribeyes are giving me. Maybe there's another issue. My libido has actually slightly dropped. Again, I believe I know why. And it's linked to those foods that I'm craving. Now, I've tested my theory and I've found a way to fix these issues. Fix my libido. Get rid of my cravings. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to watch that upcoming episode or listen to my podcast. I think it's going to be a good one, so make sure you say subscribed for that one. Anyway, again, let me know what your theory is. What do you think I've found that's making me have these cravings, dropping my libido, but I've fixed it so easily? Anyway, I think that might be why other people have issues with libido on the carnivore diet. Anyway, so I've been carnivore now for about five months, and it's been truly incredible. I absolutely cannot sing the praises highly enough. Other than a few issues in the last week, last couple of weeks with this ribeye-only diet, I've felt truly, truly amazing from day one. Now, we often get asked, when am I going to stop? How long will I keep going for? Honestly, I don't know. Probably never. 
I've said in previous episodes that my truth, my reality, is that I'm addicted to sugar and addicted to carbs. And I'm just addicted to food, plain and simple. Now, if I stop carnivore, the likelihood is that I'm going to balloon in size, put all the weight back on, get diabetes, have a heart attack, probably have a stroke and die. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's not something that I'm terribly keen to volunteer for. So for the foreseeable future, I guess I'm staying carnivore. But the last five months has been simple. It's been easy. Every other diet I've ever done in the past, or way of eating, or whatever you want to call it, has been a battle. This is easy. Every day is just amazing. There's no effort. There's no counting. It's amazing. Anyway, I am experimenting, as I said, to try to find the best thing for me. And the more I experiment, the more I read, the more I learn, the more I realize that there's nuances to this diet, this way of eating, whatever you want to call it. And there may be some things that some people could actually be missing out on. For example, why do some people gain weight when they start a carnivore diet? Why do others lose weight? Why do others just seem to not shift the scales at all? Well, maybe they're gaining muscle, losing fat. Maybe they're overeating, maybe they're undereating. Well, maybe it's something else entirely. Why do some people feel absolutely amazing immediately, like I did, and others actually don't? They just feel pretty awful. Why do most people's libidos skyrocket, but others, it just tanks horribly? Now, as much as people claim to know the answers to these, usually the responses people get on forums are just, eat more fat or it's electrolytes, or of course the default is, it's oxalates. Now I believe these might be the answers for some people, but I think mostly these are really unanswered questions on the carnivore diet that people can't necessarily explain. Now I'm not saying I have the answers to these, but I do think that I have some insight from my own personal experiments, and by helping patients navigate their carnivore journey, I'm learning from them as well. And I'm going to be sharing what I learn with all of you guys. Now, one more question I often get asked is what do I feed my kids? Now, I think I've said it before, but my kids do mainly a ketovore diet, basically animal-based, low-carb diet. They aren't full carnivore, but they're definitely low vegetables, high animal protein, high animal fat, low carbs on the whole, but at the moment, they're actually eating relatively high fruit content. Now, I let them eat intuitively. I don't push the fruit on them. And I believe they're being guided by their bodies, so I let them eat what they want. There's no junk in our house, so they can't choose that, which helps, of course. At the end of the day, look, they're kids. They probably would pick the chocolate bar if it was available. But they usually pick different food each day. They're not picking the same fruit over and over. So I don't think it's just they're addicted to that fruit or they just find it that food nice so they want to eat it. Again, I've got my theory 
why they're seeking out fruit and milk on this diet. But again, I'm going to cover that in the ribeye episode. I don't want to give away all the information. Okay, so this is a five-month update. And I know what half the comments on YouTube already are going to say. Show us your blood tests. Okay, here's some of my blood tests. I'm not sure what people are expecting to see. I guess some probably want me, my blood test, to look amazing, to show everyone else, hey, look, this is what Carnivore can do. Look at this guy. He's doing it. He's got amazing blood tests. Others, we can guess who, are going to want them to be terrible because they want to somehow prove that Carnivore is dangerous. Now, for anyone listening on my podcast on audio, I will put a link in the description to my social media where I'm going to put these files up and uh, you can have a look. They'll probably be on my website as well on a blog post. So you guys can have a look if you're wanting to. But I'll read out some of the numbers. Now, my blood tests, they're not perfect, but they're pretty damn good. They are certainly much better than they were. And they're the best they've ever been in my life. On top of that, I feel amazing. Now, my CRP is a bit higher than I'd like. It's 1.0, which is extremely good. And it was over 2.5, I think. So it's gone down more than half in two months. But it's a bit higher than I'd like. Now, I believe that's probably because I've got some pretty damn stubborn tennis elbow on my left side which is really annoying. That's probably raising my CRP a tiny bit. My testosterone is way higher than it was to start with. I actually had a low testosterone to start with, and now it's completely normal. And yeah, it's pretty much got up like, what, 70%, I think? Almost doubled. My triglycerides are down 0.7. My HDL, High-density lipoprotein is reasonably good at 1.3. It was 1.57. It's actually gone down slightly. But I think that's probably because I'm not eating as many eggs as I was because I'm now on the ribeye diet. And also that I've been working out less because of my tennis elbow. My LDL is up a little bit. Yes. But everything else is very, very good. Overall... I'm very happy with my blood. My kidney's perfect. My liver's perfect. And like I said, I feel amazing. My insulin is extremely low. It's five. And it was, at one point before carnivore, pretty damn high. Now, I'm going to re be repeating my bloods again after my 30 days of ribeye experiment. So it will be fascinating for me to see what they are. And I will share it with you guys. Are we doing a full blood breakdown at the six-month mark, including all my vitamins, minerals, testosterone, my hormones, CRP, my monocytes, all those cardiac markers, homocysteine, everything. So definitely subscribe, follow me, tune in for that episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, but please share it around. It really does help me out. And if you could, 
If you're enjoying it, give me a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Or if you like, if you're watching this on YouTube, a sub, like, share, and comment would be truly, truly amazing. Remember guys, I've got some really good episodes coming out soon. So check out the description for links to those when they come out. Subscribe to my channel. And if you're interested in some support groups as well, I've started a weight loss and a carnivore support group with two hours of community Zoom meetings every month to help you guys support your health goals in a community setting, to give you support and encouragement to achieve your health goals. Thank you guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, for this li Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, five zero off, O-double-F, for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.